Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Buffalo Bills. This is the Bills Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now, here's your host, Ryan O'Leary, and Bills Wire editor, Nick Woten. Welcome to the show. Always enjoy my football chats with Nick each week. Uh, to our listeners, find us on Spotify, Apple Pods, right on your phone. Subscribe for us if you haven't yet. Leave a review and all that good stuff. And, you know, anyone listening to this podcast this week, Nick, much better mood, right? Bills fans, much better mood, much better uh, result against the Jets. Got that thing out of our system. Get right game, whatever. Uh, just probably a, a much happier place to be, right? Bills Twitter, Buffalo, everyone just in a better mood this week than last week. Uh, even I had to throw some pretty positive Bills tweets out there, Ryan. There so it what is. does that show you? You know, I there mean, uh, when does that happen? You know, even I threw out there last night something like, "Oh, Philip Rivers was the was the last quarterback for the Colts and the Bills, and Colts played last year. Therefore, the Bills are going to win because the Manning curse or whatever." Because you know that got that got a you know pretty hyped in Buffalo after that, that happened to the Bills after Allen went on the Manning cast. But uh, yeah, uh, even I'm throwing out the positivity after a. Uh, season high 45 points from the Buffalo Bills offense. So to lead off the show this week, instead of just making fun of the Jets, which we will get to, um, I want to do something a little bit different because I have kind of a random road trip planned for this weekend, Nick, where I am heading to Buffalo. Um, I've talked before on on the pod that I have a brother-in-law who's a diehard Bills fan. So quick story. He has been, he has been a diehard Bills fan. Hasn't been to a game in like 20 years. He has two daughters that are teenagers now. He just hasn't been to a game. He lives in Ohio. He hasn't been to a game in 20 years. And I have a friend who randomly has season tickets to the Bills that he bought back in the day, decades ago when the Bills sucked. And now he's just sells the tickets and he makes tons of money because the Bills are good. So I just was hanging out with my brother-in-law over the summer. I texted my buddy. I'm like, can I get some Bills ticket? Like, what do you got? Like, what can he's like? Yeah, you can have any game but the Patriots game up there. So we picked this game, Bills Colts. So I'm heading up there, Nick, where I'm going to blend in with the Bills fans. And I just, all I'm looking to do is get the whole, the whole experience, right? Like I'm driving up there. I'll have a car. I want to see people jumping on tables. I want to see the ketchup and and mustard guy. I don't, I've never seen it, but I've heard about this guy. I want to just experience the whole thing. And I want to get your advice, Nick, going in like, is it best to park on someone's lawn and bounce around rather than drive into the stadium lot? Because I've only been to a Bills game once. It was with my dad and my brother when we were when I was younger, and we parked right in the stadium lot. It was kind of tame in there. It wasn't like rowdy or anything. I want the rowdiness, right? Like, where should I park? Where should I go on Sunday morning? Like, help me out here. What's the best way to experience Buffalo in a Bills home game as a visiting fan? Well, this is actually probably a good question because in the last year or two, it probably changed it up a little bit. The big the big switch was where a lot of the quote-unquote, uh, you know, cra- some crazy Bills fans. <laughs> you know how it goes. You've seen, you've seen the, you've seen the videos. One hundred percent. Yeah, this is what I want to see. But, but those fans is where they used to go. Was was the bus lot? A lot of them. I mean, they would pass pack up buses, and there'd be the bus and RV lot, and it was the one that was on the stadium ground. But the Bills changed it to have like a policy where they they are kind of monitoring it more. So then that doesn't happen at least on. Bills stadium ground you mentioned is you know it's known in pretty much every stadium around that fans allow fans to park on their lawn so right, right. you're probably looking in like the ECC area there just outside the uh the, the Bills actual grounds ECC is like the college across the street okay um 
But so uh, you're probably going to look there. Uh, when you're, you're yeah, crazy college about, kids. <laughs> crazy college here. kids, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, for pretty much. But uh, that's actually uh, the, the, where the new stadium might go too. So you can get two for one there for you, right? You can get a stopping, gr- stopping grounds of where the new stadium might be uh, for maybe the next time you're there, and then you'll get, get a good area. Um, but uh, in terms of, the, you know, the classic ketchup mustard, uh, that's, uh, that, that's going to be over a more more classic um, Bills fans. I want to say like the uh, the like official Bills Mafia folks, um, they're probably going to be over in Hammer's lot. That's uh, right. Uh, right. It's again kind of near the bus lot, the RV lot. You can't miss the house. This is Bills Mafia right next to the stadium there. But, um, yeah, it's, like, right across the street from uh, Big Tree, I believe, or right near there. Um, yeah, Hammer's Lot. So there's, there's a big sign when you're coming down the, the, the road there um, that's uh, the uh, where, where you're going to be looking for. Uh, that's that that's going to be the uh, – That might the be the place. Pit. Okay, Hammer's that's Lot. A, that's might be yeah, where I'm going. Hammer's Lot like, is where the classic stuff is going to happen. That's the uh, Pinto tailgate uh, is what they call it, uh, Pinto Ron. Where, well, I, I don't want to get a – I don't want I don't want to insult Bill's mafia and get it wrong, <laughs> but uh, I know the Pinto tailgate is what it is. I have it pulled up on uh, on a Twitter here just to uh, to get it. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's where that's going to be. And uh, yeah, yeah, and I mean, eventually, honestly, you're just gonna you're, you're gonna get you're gonna feel it in the air, I guess, too. Like you're gonna if you're right near the stadium, you know, they're they're gonna have some security there, if you will. They're gonna have some people. Uh, People making sure that you're behaving, but as as it is in every stadium around the country, there's only there's only a certain jurisdiction they have, yeah, right? You, you, I guess yeah. that's the way to put it. You get further <laughs> away from the entrance, the uh, it gets a little wilder. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's pr- there's pretty much just the main road right there that you'll notice it'll cut off. Man, it's been, been I feel like it's Abbott Road, maybe uh, right there in the corner. I have to look at the look at the map there for you, but it, there's pretty much almost like a I don't want to say major road, Ryan, but you're gonna see the it's basically blocked in by the streets right there where it's like, here's the bills sections, uh, the actual stadium section. And then boom, like right next to it. It's like, right. Like legitimately like the road right on the other side of the road. So you're either on one side of the line or the other, essentially. Okay. That's, that's, that's good to know. That's good stuff. So now I'll, I'll be able to listen to this back, Nick, on my drive and be able to make sure I'm doing everything right. Okay. So I'm going to get there on Saturday, probably three, 4 PM, something like that. You know, I get up super early in the morning. I live in New Hampshire. I'll get up super early with my one month old and uh, do the little dad son thing where I feed him his bottle and then I'm going to put him down and then I'm going to go. So I'm going to go early morning, get there around three, four. So I'm there Saturday in a hotel um, and Sunday, but what spots do I need to hit Saturday night? Like where, where, where should I go hang out in Buffalo, uh, you know, before the game, like pre-game day? What would be some advice? I've heard uh, Duff's Wings, right? I got to go there. But, uh, you know, what, what spots am I looking to hit? Well, I just confirmed while you were talking there, it is Abbott Road. I, I confuse Abbott Road and Big Tree all the time. I'm sorry, <laughs> folks. I don't mean to sound like a bad Bills fan here, but <laughs> I always confuse those two because cause you have the uh, – right next to the stadium is the uh, like the training facility, and when the media pulls in, it's Big Tree Road instead of Abbott Road. So I'm like I, – so I kind of mix up the times like – when I was a fan, did I go? Did we go down Abbott, or was that when I was a media member going to the game every week? <laughs> yeah, it does you know, change when you go. When you go, just, just get the credentials. Get, yeah, yeah. You get you, you when you get a little a little too old in your thirties, like me, you forget you forget little details like that. But uh, <laughs> all good. And now, now here's where where the the Buffalo people. I think you you maybe bailed me out, Ryan. You you, uh, you mentioned Duff's. Duff's is a classic. All right, yeah. Duff's. 
I, I've been told by, by multiple people I got to go there, and there's one real real close to my hotel, so I'm going to have to go See, there. It's, you can check those out if, if you'd like, but a lot of people listening are going to suggest some of the local ones for sure. I mean, there's the one that I – I mean, it, it's, it's – uh, not really in, in downtown Buffalo, uh, it's outside of the city, um, is, is Bar Bill. That's the one when you see Josh Allen, he's talking uh, Barstool Sports. He's talking whoever. He goes, what's your favorite wing place? He always goes Bar Bill. Okay. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a popular one, but it's outside the city. Dustin Anchor Bar, we're going to done my personal favorite, and, and maybe for a Saturday plan, if, you, if you're looking to maybe go into the city of Buffalo. I love Gabe's Gate. Um, it's right on uh, – actually uh, – if you see uh, ever on like, you know, Bill's Twitter where they have the um, Al- like Allentown, Josh Allentown signs, there's actually an area in downtown Buffalo uh, called Al- it's on Allen Street, the corner of uh, Allen and Elmwood. That's exactly what I'm looking for. I want to it be is, in Allentown. It is, it is literally they put up on, on the Allentown sign, they put Josh and then Allentown. So it's Josh Allentown that you're going to be in. <laughs> and, 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 and in that area there, I mean, Buffalo has actually started to sprout up. I haven't even been to all of them. Uh, in, in quite a bit, but uh, I used to live right down in that area, and they have a lot of good breweries. Uh, that's up your alley. Yes, um, yes, that's perfect. Uh, Thin Man. Um, I, I, I think it's Labatt or Molson. They got a new one down there. Um, that's more near the waterfront area, which isn't far. Um, good spots over there. Good. I think Gabe's Gate's my favorite wing place. People in Buffalo, it's a very, very debatable thing. Uh, but yeah, you got some, uh, got some breweries. You got some other. Uh, other delicacies of buffalo maybe maybe find somewhere for a nice beef on weck if you're looking for a different kind of buffalo delicacy there ryan so okay that's uh that's that's what i'm looking at i'm going to allentown going to josh allentown that's that's definitely (laughs) happening i just remember you you got you got to get a picture of that get a picture of that for me josh allentown i will i'll be i'll be on twitter i'll be on twitter and uh i'll i'll tweet i have really good seats in the end zone and i'll i'll tweet them out and Maybe if Bills fans have heard the podcast and want to come give me crap because they know I'm a Patriots fan, please do. That'd be hilarious if you want. Uh, to yes. Anyone, the, anyone listening expose, to this, that'll be there. Expose this man yeah. for being an incognito mode. Uh, I will there. be wearing like a Bills <laughs> pom pom hat or something. I'm going to buy something, you know, before the game when I'm out there. I'm going to make sure I'm I'm blending in, Nick. I'm not going there like an a hole wearing like a Tom Brady jersey or anything stupid. I'm not doing that. Yeah, that's, I'm going to. I would in. not suggest that. Yeah. I would not suggest that. You're actually going to the. Uh, you're going to the Colts game, obviously, yeah, and uh, yeah. our our other podcast guy from before, Matt Johnson, uh, great friend of mine from Niagara Falls. Colts fan. Yeah, uh, Colts fan. He's a Colts fan, and he actually has said that, that some Bills fans have been brutal to him for wearing like a Philip Rivers jersey or something <laughs> like that. Or, so I can't even imagine if you're wearing a Tom Brady jersey. I would highly recommend not doing that. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I, I did that before. I, I went to a game in Buffalo with my dad. I was wearing. We were all wearing Patriots gear. The fans didn't give us too much crap. Uh, but that was when the Bills were pretty bad. The Patriots were really good, you know, back in the Tom Brady days. And I do remember us going to like a random bar and like people just lounging around eating. It was like definitely like different. It, it looked like, you know, it was like home style. Like you'd, you'd be going to like your grandparents' house and they got a bunch of food out for you to pick out. It was like buffet style. It, it, they do Sounds it different. Like yeah, they do it different in Buffalo. It was really, really cool. But actually, I had an experience at an away game once. I was at a rave. I was in Baltimore for a Pats Ravens game. And I was at a, we were outside a bar. It was kind of outside standing, bunch of Ravens fans, bunch of Patriots fans, all kind of mingled together. And everybody booed and gave a bunch of crap to this random guy walking his dog wearing a Jets jersey. We were all, we were hey, all united in that front and hating the Jets. Uh, and that's one thing, like I said, Bills, Patriots fans, we're all united in hating the Jets. And when you hang 45 on the Jets, uh, that's a good thing. So, 
Coming up next, Nick and I will get into our top takeaways from that one. Stick with us. This is the Typical Sportsbook Fantasy Minute. Let's make this interesting. Interesting. Corey Benini of TheHuddle.com here to bring you strong plays for week number 11. Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts versus the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans' weakness is its pass defense, and while we've seen somewhat of a transformation by the Eagles into a power running team all of a sudden, expect a return to the aerial game as the primary source of attack. New Orleans ranks as the third worst defense against quarterbacks in the last five weeks. More recently, in the last three games, this unit has given up 47.6% more fantasy points per game than the league average. Both of the rushing scores by quarterbacks against the Saints have come in the most recent two contests, and it never hurts to have Jalen's legs as a bonus. Tennessee Titans running back Deontay Foreman against the Houston Texans. Houston is one of three teams that has allowed more than 1,000 rushing yards so far, and they've done so in only nine games played. Also, this unit has given up the second most rushing yards in that time on a per-game basis. Six touchdowns have been scored in the last four games against this group, and one in every 20.6 rushing attempts has found the end zone for the sixth highest rate. While Foreman will share some touches in the backfield, he has potential for a touchdown and should be good for close to 70 total yards. Not too bad for a flex spot. An even better play should come from wide receiver T. Higgins, Cincinnati Bengals at Las Vegas Raiders. Higgins has scored 13 PPR points and change in each of the last three games, but he remains scoreless in five appearances since week two. The Raiders have been mired by injuries and personnel woes of late, going from being one of the stronger defenses of the position on the year to giving up six of seven total touchdowns to wide receivers in the last four games alone. Coming out of the bye, Higgins is due for a touchdown. New Orleans Saints tight end Adam Troutman at the Philadelphia Eagles. Eight different tight ends have scored 10 plus PPR points on the year versus Philadelphia, and all but one happened in the last five weeks. Five of those eight touchdowns have come in the last six games, and this is among the best possible matchups for the week. In the last three games, Troutman has been targeted at least five times in each contest, and he's finally starting to show the signs of life that made him an early offseason sleeper prior to being derailed by an injury. He's a flyer for a touchdown and could be a hot DFS play. For more award-winning fantasy football news, tips, and advice, please be sure to check out thehuddle.com. That was your typical sportsbook fantasy minute. Win your fantasy football league with thehuddle.com and use them to dominate player prop bets at Typico Sportsbook. For a limited time, new Typico Sportsbook users in Colorado and New Jersey from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus. Get your bonus today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. See typico.com for terms and conditions. 21 plus only gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. All right, Nick, after that uh, well, that debacle in Jacksonville, which you know, two weeks later, I still I still don't know how the Bills lost to the Jaguars. But whatever, they, they bounced back against the Jets, feeling better about them now. Uh, and I'm feeling better now because you know, it was interesting to see Brian Dayball getting a lot of criticism, right, over the past week or so. Uh, he was, um, you know, he was just, everybody was singing his praises last season. I thought he could have been gone for a, a head coaching vacancy, but... He's still here, and uh, people are very down on Brian Dayball, right, for the play calling, especially in that Jacksonville game. And he featured the running backs, got Matt Breida involved in this game. You know, we saw a lot of Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, and they sprinkled in Breida. And what I liked about Dayball's response in this game, I guess you could say, is like, it wasn't like, oh, we're going to commit to the run or anything. They just did it better, as you wrote on Bill's Wire, right? A committee approach, they blocked it up better. They executed better, 5.8 yards yeah. per carry. Yeah. And one thing I noticed, Nick, was that Josh Allen wasn't asked to run the football eight to ten times, right? Really, Josh Allen, 
he wasn't asked to run the football. They let the running backs run the football, and they let Josh Allen throw it to Stephon Diggs. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, what a concept, right? That that worked out brilliantly against the Jets, and uh, the offense definitely getting back on track in this one. Yeah, that was definitely the game plan there, as you mentioned, to get the ball to Diggs, and really just to get the ball to the outside receivers. I mean, Gabe Davis played his most snaps in a in a game this year, uh, well, I mean, his previous high was like 51% of snaps, and he hit 52, but he also hit over 100 yards, so, uh, yeah, right, right. yeah. so Yeah, I thought he was going to have a breakout year, so it's like, where, where's Gabe been? Yeah, no, exactly. It's... Uh, it's uh, it was definitely a better. And they said you said I'm trying to think of you know the words that I use or the the description I use. But yeah, he didn't give in to his critics, Brian Dable, last week. He just he just decided you know we're gonna we're gonna I'm not gonna run the ball anymore. I'm just gonna make it work, and yeah. it did to their credit make it work. And it's not even just running the ball; he made it work. He just made the backfield work, I guess. The way you can put it, because Matt Breida's first touchdown, of course, was receiving, and he only had six touches in the game and played eight total snaps. He scored on two of them. Not bad. <laughs> That's efficiency. That is. I was <laughs> gonna say there's a word for that, and it's called efficient. He did very well, uh, Matt Breida, and uh, he did have a late fumble, but I don't expect the Bills to really hold back on him because of that, and I think they're probably gonna keep him out there and active at minimum, even to just use him as like a distraction or something like that. You know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and Josh Allen was, you know, talking him up, liked his speed too. So, um, whatever, whatever we can do to get the running backs more involved and actually gaining yards and making it be a threat to the defense, you just need to have that threat of a run game so de- defenses can't just sit back there and and take away the pass all day. And but we got to do it against somebody other than the Jets, Nick. So like, let's hope that they can keep this thing rolling. Colts will be a much better opponent. Um, another thing that you know, it's interesting, like. You get a good offensive lineman back, and I think Spencer Brown, I know he's a young player, but he qualifies, right? He comes back in this game, plays right tackle, plays well. That made it all kind of come together a little bit better, I think, on the offensive side. Brown had some some key blocks on some of those you know nice runs the Bills had. But also, Cody Ford, a name that we've talked about quite a bit. The Bills have you know been stubborn with Cody Ford. Not in this game, right? He only played four snaps. So Cody Ford, even when they were kind of moving some bodies around in there, Cody Ford, uh, he was he kind of stayed on the bench in this one. I thought that was interesting. But what do you think about the O line? I mean, that that's another. You know, if there was a position group under the microscope, it was the O line, right, coming into this one. And I thought McDermott promised some changes. They did shuffle some things around, and that unit played much better. Yeah, the Jets have a decent. It's not a great. They have a decent uh, defensive line. You know, I mean, Shaq Lawson, former Bills first round pick, he was never a stout pass rusher, but he's been good against the run uh, throughout his career. Um, you got Quinnen Williams in the middle there. You got uh, uh, John Franklin uh, Myers, is it? Uh, I, I wrote his name. You know, Ryan, you write a guy's name a hundred times in a week. You'd think you'd learn it. <laughs> Same thing if you say it. If you say it five yeah. times, the sixth time you'll say it wrong. Yeah, yeah exactly. But so they have a decent uh, defensive line, so kudos to the Bills there on that. And as you mentioned, Spencer Brown, clearly a key. And, you know, Bills fans are going to kill me for this if I get this wrong, but I think he sprung Devin Singletary for his touchdown. It was one of the, the touchdowns. It was clearly a Spencer Brown block, but uh, yeah, he, I mean, yeah, the... Uh, Brita. It, was, it might have been Brita, but either way. I, I can't remember. I know it's one of those two as well. I know. I, I didn't want... I felt like I was defaulting to Brita because <laughs> he had two scores. And I'm like, yeah. I, I thought, play, he play, did, play the odds. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Re- rewind, Bills fan. We're just going to... Bills fans, we're going to just say that he sprung the Bills for a touchdown at some there you point. Go. That, Perfect. That is technically true. Well uh, I just can't remember the exact... Uh, yeah, good rebuttal there. But... uh can't remember the exact one, but yeah, Spencer Brown clearly made a difference there on the right side of the line. But as you mentioned, Cody Ford, with the bit, there's actually only 
one snap that was very telling for me, Ryan, it was Dan Dawkins banged up. I legitimately think he went out for one snap, and the Bills put Tommy Doyle out there, who immediately got beat for a sack. The drive ends for the Bills, and maybe maybe Cody Ford does only play on the right side of the line. He's played mostly right guard, mostly right tackle. They did toss him out there, I'm pretty sure, for some left guard. But you think a former second-round pick, you'd put him in there over fifth-round sixth-round raw, raw rookie and, and Tommy Doyle um, who got immediately blown up. Like, I'm, like, I'm like, Cody Ford can't do better than that? Like, goodness. And I don't mean to pile on the guy, but, uh, you know, hey, I, I know the, you know, the Bills have, again, uh, oh, you, you were looking for stuff to do in Buffalo. Um, go over to the Niagara River. You'll see Brandon Bean and Josh Allen and Sean McDermott. They'll be walking over the water there. Um, these guys, <laughs> they have never done anything wrong. But this Cody Ford pick was just, you know, I, I – the Bills missed on that one as of now, and he's been banged up in his career, but that's a really telling sign that they're going to put Tommy Doyle out there as their backup uh, to the franchise left tackle, right? I mean, come on. I mean, Niagara Falls, though, Nick. I mean, I've, I've been there and done that, so that's not something I, I'm not going to put that into the itinerary this weekend. That's that's not uh, – yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm going to – I've already I, done that. Yeah, yeah I, I, I figured, but, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you've – I know they got the guy, Nick Willenda, the guy who's done – He's, he's walked across and on the tightrope, you know, but uh, Brandon Bean might be out there doing some cartwheels or something. You, know, you never really know the, 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 the way those fans treat him. You know, we'll be making the long, the long drive up there on Saturday. And it's like, yeah, you, you might know. be, you might be hallucinating by the time you get up there with your Seriously. day schedule. Top so you might actually yeah. see that. How much sleep will I get on uh, on Friday night with the newborn? You know, we'll, we'll find out, but you know, I'll be making the long drive from New Hampshire, from New England. And you got to think like, Oh man, are our Bills are Bills fans are the are the Buffalo Bills looking in their rearview mirror at the Patriots and getting worried? I mean the Patriots, Nick, could be seven and four by the time this game kicks off. Because yeah, the Patriots play yeah. Thursday night. Obviously this podcast drops on Thursday, so we don't know the result of that game now, but the Patriots have a good chance to be seven and four. How did this happen? Oh man, we have a we have a division race all of a sudden on our hands. Kind of fun. I don't know. Are the yeah. Bills looking at their rearview mirror at all, you think? Uh I mean, I think the Bills are gonna take it as hey you know what you know who's in the lead right now we're in the lead that's all we have to worry about i feel like that's a very sean mcdermott message and well i will poke fun at his ability to walk on water and you know all that good stuff but that is the right approach to take right i mean if bills went out and patriots went out the bills still win the division so you know just focus on the task at hand and i think the bills will certainly do that and i think this is Kind of a decent opponent for that because the Bills are going to also remember the last time they saw the Colts. Sure, as we mentioned at the top, you know, Philip Rivers is not there. It's a different guy under center. And you might have heard the quarterback position is pretty important in football. But, uh, yeah. you know, this defense that the Colts have had, uh, you know, they know uh, DeForest Buckner back there uh, and, uh, on the defensive line. They know him very well. They're going to know Jonathan Taylor from last year. He scored in the playoffs. They're, they're going to know this team. And, we think of the Bills postseason last year. We default to Kansas City Chiefs. We default to Taron Johnson picking off Lamar Jackson. That almost never happened because the Colts only lost by three to the Bills. Right. That, yeah, that, was, that was a, a very fight. good game. Ve- yep. Yeah, very good game. So the Bills, in terms of thinking of the Patriots, I think they're just going to go, we almost lost to these guys last time we saw them. We got to bring our A game. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I guess the thing is, is with the Patriots kind of coming and improving, way faster than any of us probably expected. I got to think that Bills fans and, and the Bills are just like, are you kidding me? Are they, are they going to be this good? They're going to really 
I thought we can't just have our reign in the division. Like the the Patriots are really going to be this good this soon. Like there's got to be think, some annoyance I, there. I I don't want to really pile as much as I I will you know me I'll pile on a on a group of fans in Western New York and joke around on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's because Bills fans, Ryan. I think that's fans in the other 31 cities, yeah. not Foxborough. Yeah. Right. I was now. like, you kidding me, Belichick? <laughs> I, right, you're back. No, no. Yeah. I, I just was on a Jets podcast the other day. They said the same thing. They're like. Oh. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? We'll root for the Bills. The Jets fans, they're going to root for the Bills. That's how, that's how much, that's how much nobody wants that to happen. Seriously, but with the Patriots on the come, the Bills just, they cannot afford another complete freaking debacle dud of a game. They, they, at home especially, like, all right, they got that out of their system in Jacksonville, right? So got to come with the A game uh, against the Colts this weekend. Got to score some points for me, Nick, while I'm sitting there in the, uh, in, you know, in the end zone section. Uh, pretending that I'm a Bills fan, blending in with the Bills mafia, right? So that this this should be a good time. So coming up next, Nick and I will break down the matchup and uh, make a prediction against the spread. This is the typical sports book minute. Let's make this interesting. What's up? This is Jeff Clark from the Bet Slippin' Podcast presented by SportsbookWire.com. I'm here with my handicapping homie, Nathan Beagle, to break down this week's Sunday night football game between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Los Angeles Chargers. Our friends at Typico Sportsbook have the Chargers laying five and a half. Money lines plus 200 for the Steelers, minus 250 for the LA Chargers. And the total is sitting at 46 and a half. I'm taking the underdog Steelers at plus five and a half. Uh, um, the Steelers have a huge edge in coaching matchup between Mike Tomlin and Brandon Staley. They're much better on third down and red z- and in the red zone. The Chargers have a negative differential in third down and red zone conversion rate. Also, if you blindly fade the more popular side, which is the Chargers, you win 63% of your primetime games this season. Nate, how are you looking at this game? I'm going with the under 46.5. The Chargers by far have the worst rush defense in the league. Pittsburgh is 25th in opponent's rushing yards per game. It's going to be a lot of running, a lot of killing the clock, especially if we don't know Big Ben's status. I'm going with the under. That was your typical Sportsbook Minute. For a limited time, new users in Colorado and New Jersey from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus. Get your bonus today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. See typico.com for terms and conditions. 21 plus only gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. All right, Nick, the key to this game for me, Bills Colts, and this might sound like a cop-out, but it's the first half. I need the Bills to have a good start. Uh, you know, I was just going through the last few games, right? They they were leading the Jets 17-3, to but so that's good. You're up by a couple touchdowns, but you end up scoring 45, so they kicked it into gear really in the second half. And you're tied 6-6 to the Jaguars, end up losing. Tied 3-3 to the Dolphins, end up pulling away finally in the fourth quarter. And up 20-17 to 17 to the Titans end up losing that game, right? So the first half of games, you know, maybe since that Kansas City Chiefs blowout, hasn't been great, right? The Bills haven't come out to, and gotten these great hot starts. And I think in this game against a, a team like the Colts that play in a dome, like at home in the Buffalo weather, which I'll get to in a minute, come out hot for a change, right? Get an early lead and make this a Carson Wentz game and not a Jonathan Taylor game, right? Because I know you have some takes on Jonathan Taylor and it's like, that running attack, the Bills are good against the run, but man, that Colts team is is really good running the football with Jonathan Taylor. And if you're not careful, you could just get run over in this ball game, right? And it's, it turns into a completely different game. I don't want to have a dogfight, 
kind of game where Jonathan Taylor's gaining a bunch of yards on you. Like, I'd rather the Bills play from ahead and let Carson Wentz try to catch you because I don't think Carson Wentz is good enough to catch you against this defense. So for me, I think the key, get a good start. First half, get a couple touchdown lead in the first half, and I think the Bills will be in good shape. Yeah, Ryan, I totally agree that, you know, a, a good start is always helpful. Uh, it certainly could make the difference, especially for this Bills team that really they're one of their lone struggles this year, maybe red zone offense as well, which that kind of worked out well last week too. They did pretty good in the red zone uh, for once, <laughs> but uh, they're still ranked about like 20th or something. Not quite where you want to be, but uh, the other place where I think the Bills have to kind of take a look is when they played Derrick Henry earlier this year, and I you know, maybe I kind of don't know if I want to put Jonathan Taylor right there. Cause you, can you put anybody in, you know, where, uh, where Derrick Henry is, uh, the King. Probably, but, not. Uh, Probably not. I mean, we were talking, Jonathan Taylor is now tied with Derrick Henry after last week's performance. He's now tied for the rushing lead with Derrick Henry who hasn't played in a couple of weeks. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, but against Derrick Henry is what the bills kind of did this year is they've still remained with their nickel defense. And I know Taron Johnson is a good player, but I, as long as Kermade Edmonds is good to go, and it sounds like he's probably good to go, they would have put him on injured reserve if they're going to already. So I think Kermade Edmonds will probably be back. He's day-to-day already this week. If he's in, if he's good to go, I think the Bills should run more base defense than they kind of usually do. See some more A.J. Klein out there with Milano and Edmonds. And I guess the easiest thing I'm trying to say is stack the box, make Carson Wentz beat you. Yeah, 100. percent I I, lo- I love that. I don't think Carson Wentz could do it. Carson Wentz is he's just a weird kind of player. And in, in this weather, I'm guessing he's going to wear two gloves, Nick, like he does in, in bad weather games. And uh, the weather's going to be. You know, be a- uh, you know, I hate that more. Yeah, than yeah, me too, man. <laughs> me too. Believe me, I got a, I got a Broncos podcast I do with John Heath over at the Broncos Wire, and yeah, you know, I've yeah. been ranting about Teddy Bridgewater's two gloves all season long. And now, and now, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. people are e- even projecting that uh, that the Broncos might go after that quarterback from Pittsburgh, Pickett. What's his name? Pickett. He has the two gloves. So I'm like, oh, this perfect guy for the Broncos. Get another guy with two gloves. Uh, so, oh, class, you know, classic Broncos. Yeah, exactly. So I did think about this. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to the Bills game. This could be great. Wait a minute. Late November weather in Buffalo. Like, what was I thinking? Uh, at least it's not December, right? So I I pulled up my app. Uh, it was my Saturday or Sunday, and I'm like, it's snowing in Buffalo right now. So I was like, I'm worried. It looks like the weather will be okay, though, right? A little bit of wind in the high 40s, low, mid-high 40s. So maybe I caught a break, but I know the weather could change at any minute, right, for Buffalo. But it looks like I might be okay. I'm not going to, like, completely get just frozen solid as a fan going to this game, Nick. Yeah, I don't mean to scare you, Ryan, but the one time the Bills had that, uh, this was back in the LaShawn McCoy days, the, when they beat the Colts late-season game, uh, where it was a snowmageddon that was against the Colts. So hopefully it's not like a Colts omen for you, <laughs> but that did happen against the Colts, if you recall that game. I'm worried. I, I'm worried. I'm worried about it a little bit. I'm worried that weather could take a turn, but I'll keep you an eye on my app every single day, looking at that extended forecast. But Bills are favored by 7.5, and, and I think the Bills are going to win the football game. But 7.5 uh, is a tough number to cover against a Colts team that I think – isn't you know they have a clue right the Colts have a clue they're not like the worst team they're not the best team in the league but they're not the worst team in the league and there's no way I'm betting the the uh under Nick because I'm going to the game I'm rooting for touchdowns I'm rooting for Josh Allen to throw touchdowns to Stephon Diggs right in front of my face you know that's that's what I'm rooting for I'm sitting in the of course, end zone of course but I do if I was betting the game 49 and a half with you know the colder weather and the Colts being kind of a running football team oh I don't know I mean and, and here's the big thing these two teams the Bills lead the NFL in takeaways with 24. The Colts are second with 21. I don't think the Colts have a great defense, but they do take the ball away. They're opportunistic, just like you are, you know, the Bills. 
So it's like this could be a kind of a cold kind of game, running the football, takeaways, maybe a couple turnovers that could keep the score down. I think if I was betting it, I would lean under 49 and a half. That would be the bet I would look at. But I'm not going to bet that because I'm rooting for points. I'm not going to go there and root for the under. Right? I'm not going to root for defense. But if I was betting this game, Nick, I think I would lean under. I think that would be my bet in this game. But what do you think about the spread seven and a half in the total? Which side? What, what would be your bet if you're if you were picking this game? Yeah, I might take the points with the Colts there. I mean, these two yeah. teams, uh, I, the Bills, they're hit or miss sometimes against the run. They they're definitely better against the run this year. We don't know what's going to happen with Starla Tulia either. Um, it, I, it's it's Sean McDermott's uh, you know coach speak. He won't give you anything, but uh, unfortunately for him. Uh, Starlet Coulier, we all kind of know he's amongst the NFL players, um, or at least he was. So that's kind of the perception of him right now, regardless that uh, he's an unvaccinated player and uh, he tested positive for it. And that can keep a guy out for a game, maybe two. Right. Um, unfortunately for McDermott, uh, we all know that because it just happened and the world took notice because of Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Thanks, Aaron. So, (laughs) yeah. So, um, so when McDermott kind of acted, he was, he was asked earlier this week about, you know, how long is he going to be out? He kind of, he kind of gave like a look off camera, like he almost was like, "Oh, I don't, I don't know. Oh, he's on the COVID list. What else do we know?" <laughs> I was kind of like, "Oh man, you know what we're asking? Is he going to be out for this Sunday? What is going on?" And he, he wouldn't, he wouldn't tell us. Uh, you know, classic Sean. But uh, you know, it's that's his that's his business. And if he wants to, you know, take that advantage, sure. But that will be, especially in this game against uh, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I think that's going to be a. a, a Big factor there. Um, Starla Tulia is still on the COVID list and can't go. Harrison Phillips played well, but I mean, we've seen this year pretty much it. You know, the difference between last year with with Star out, he opted out playing. He he was on the COVID list last year. Now if he's not out there again, Jonathan Taylor, how is he going to do? Um, I, I think again that comes into the Bills playing some more base defense. And in terms of the spread, I, I'm thinking to take the points with the Colts. I think the Bills are going to win. But as you mentioned, seven and a half. I'm like, oh, man, I don't know about that. I don't know number. about that. Tough number. That is. And on top of that, if they're running the ball and they're making that clock drip, because the reason why I think the Bills played pretty good against the, the Jets in terms of the run game uh, with, with Star out, I mean, I, it, it helps when your offense puts up 45 points to make the other team not run the ball. So exactly. I don't think that's, yes. I, I don't know if 45 points is going to happen this week. So in terms of the uh, uh, over under, unfortunately, you know, I stay away from these, you know, life's too short to bet the under, of course. Yeah, 100%. But, uh, I, I think, yeah, I think, uh, I think I would bet the under, I think this game could go that way, but I'm not betting I, it. I, I'm not betting it. it. No way. Yeah. Oh, no way. I, if I was you at the game, that's a horrible. I mean, never do that. Yeah, plus, but uh, I have Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs on my fantasy team. So I'm, I'm, you know, what there I'm, you, go. you know what I'm there. I'm, re- I'm there rooting for that. <laughs> there you go. There That's you go. You're not I'm... even an, you're not even an incognito mode. You no. got your fantasy team. Just yeah. wear your fantasy team. I'm going to be, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm going to be on Josh <laughs> Allen. What is it? Josh Allen Boulevard, Josh Allen town. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Josh Allen, Allentown downtown. Allentown. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to be, uh, I'm full Bobo, Josh Allen. You know, I'm five and five. I'm, tr- I'm trying to make a playoff push here in fantasy. I, I got to, I got, I need more of what we saw against the Jets from my two guys, Diggs and Allen. Come on. That's what I'm here for. Throw- <laughs> absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I totally get that. We're that fantasy team jersey, but yeah, and seven and a half, that's too, that's too rich for my blood in a game that was, uh, they, they played pretty well against the same Bills offense. The Bills goal this offseason was to bring everybody back, and they did that. <laughs> and that same team only, you know, won by three against this Colts defense. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's uh, 
It's going to be an interesting game. That's why I picked it, Nick, to go to. So uh, wish me luck over there. Okay, I'll, I will report back with you next week on um, on, on all the uh, on all the things that happened on, on my adventure <laughs> to uh, Buffalo. This should be good. Absolutely, you got to got to post plenty of pictures online there. So then, uh, I'll, I'll we'll we'll retweet them over at the Bills Wire and stuff, and uh, okay. we'll get, you yeah, know we'll, make we'll get Bills pick. fans. Uh, we'll ask Bills fans not to remind you that you're a Patriots <laughs> fan too much, and just give this guy some good advice. Give him some good beer selections, you know. And I love that. Uh, that, could, that could be good. I'll take all the advice I can get. I just want to have I want to have the fan experience, right? That's what I'm looking for. I just want that that thing. I want that Bills fan because I think that's why. That's why the Bills have to stay in Buffalo. That's why they have to get the uh, the new stadium. Or I'm sorry, Nick, in the Buffalo area. <laughs> Should I say that? Um, Thank so, you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, you almost had me triggered here. Yeah, yeah, I know. I almost <laughs> did that. Um, because, I almost tweeted about you before we got off. Yeah, because I know like maybe it's not the biggest market in the world, you know, Western New York over there. But come on, man. This is uh, this is going to be an experience. I'm excited to, uh, to do it. So, uh, yep, I'll report back. I'll send you plenty of texts and tweets and and photos and uh, uh, and all that. So uh, for Nick, I'm Ryan O'Leary. Please, if you could find me at the Bills game, please don't don't hurt me. <laughs> Just come say hi. Don't don't, don't hurt me. Don't hurt him, yeah, folks. Yeah. For us, we need our yeah. hosts back. Yeah. we need our hosts back. Leave him in one piece. <laughs> and I am I am I am six foot three, but I'm I'm not intimidating. So <laughs> it is that's what it is. If you could not tell. Bill fans, look look for the least intimidating <laughs> yeah. six foot yeah. three person. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm gonna try to look mean with my. Uh, my uh, Josh Allen pom pom hat or whatever, whatever I can find at the pro shop for the game. So uh, uh, there you go. Yeah, enjoy, enjoy the game, my man. And yeah. Bills Mafia treat you well for sure. Appreciate you. We'll catch y'all next week. This USA Today Sports podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.